right, what's up, y'all? It's Will here at Schedule Fly, and uh, I'm actually talking to Graham Worth, who's who's here in Charlotte, where I am today. Uh, although we're doing it over the phone, of course, because uh, I'm not I'm not going anywhere right now, and uh, he's actually there at the Common Market. Um, and uh, has so that that tells me that you've been able to at least stay open, Graham. So uh, I'm glad to hear that, but I want to hear more about what that means. But thanks for taking the time to do this today. Absolutely, thank you, Will. Um, yeah, we are still all of our stores are still open and <clears throat> deemed essential uh, because we still sell food and we do sell some grocery items uh, as well. But we are uh, we have kind of remained strong through it through it all uh and tried to really adjust um to to remain open at this point well that's right because y'all so y'all do you are essential you've got uh you know limited grocery items so people are have you been i mean have you been busier or or, than you would have been i I know that sounds like a silly question but i mean i look at like grocery stores right now they can't even you know they can't keep stuff stocked what what, what's been happening yeah so we have been selling a lot of alcohol. <laughs> uh, yeah. The the actual grocery side of things, uh, it is it is definitely slowed down some. Um, you know, for the hyper local uh, customers, we are still used as a kind of a convenience grocery store type thing. If that makes sense, but um, you know, a lot of our um, our our revenue chart has definitely shifted. Uh, over the past month, a month and a half now, I guess, um, to really, uh, it's kind of reflected where people are, are going. And it's, it's certainly more, um, you know, obviously take home provisions type thing, frozen dinners, beer and wine to go, uh, yeah. as opposed to <clears throat> some before where, you know, people were coming in, hanging out, having a beer, whatever else. You, um, you have a bar that you have your liquor license, right? Yep. So we have a bar. Um, it was uh, we sold no no uh, no liquor, beer and wine only, mm-hmm. um, and we did a good amount of draft sales. You know, people loved uh, coming in and utilizing our stores as kind of their local uh, neighborhood hangout, have a beer, bartender's going to know your name type thing. Um, so it was more geared towards that type of bar, not you know giant weekend crowd type thing yeah okay and y'all um you sell some really damn good sandwiches there are people are you still able to do that people coming in and getting takeout sandwiches yep we're still able to do that and um it really kind of depended on the neighborhood uh you know excuse me our location in south end uh depended on a ton of office traffic and that has almost ceased to exist at this point, um, obviously, because no one's really going into an office anymore. Uh, but the other stores have uh, kept up with a decent uh, lunch crowd, you know, people in the neighborhood um, coming in and grabbing a sandwich. Um, and our Jeff Bragg, who runs our kitchen program, has done a fantastic job of uh, shifting our offerings. And, you know, overnight he made a ton of uh, frozen chicken pot pies, lasagnas, uh, enchiladas, chicken, uh, you know, all of our soups and everything. So we've gained a lot of traction with that. Um, I think what I've seen is people in, in times of stress look for some type of comfort food. Yeah. Uh, maybe 
consciously or subconsciously. So, you know, we've been selling a lot of meatloaf where <laughs> you would never think about that as being a food uh, that would fly off the shelves. But I think for a lot of people, it kind of brings them back to, you know, a different time, maybe when they were a kid. And um, it, it's just been really interesting to see people's uh, buying habits um, during this time. You know, that's really interesting. Um that you said that it brings you back to a time when you were, a kid. you know, God, that's fascinating. You do want the comfort stuff right now. And maybe you, uh, if you're, you know, I'm 45. I mean, we've, I've never, you know, we had the, the financial recession, but that was, a, that was just very different. Um, never really been through anything nearly as extreme as this. And, uh, yeah, I can kind of see that, man. I've been eating a hell of a lot of ice cream lately, which I didn't haven't really eaten <laughs> since I was a, since I was a kid. Like, yeah. next thing I know, I'm sitting down at night and I pull out a freaking thing of Haagen Dazs and I've eaten the whole damn thing. And I, I mean, I, right. I haven't eaten I've eaten more ice cream in the last month than I have in the last ten years, probably. But right. um, yeah, like you said, maybe that was subconscious. I didn't even know why, but I think that's probably what it was. <laughs> Weird. Probably-, probably a lot to learn from this um, about you know psychology and um you know what people need in certain times right Mm. well tell me about um okay so ppp do you guys apply and how's that going we did apply for it uh and uh at this point we have not heard anything back yet uh you know there's a second round coming so um i I think the intentions of the overall program were fantastic, um, you know, to keep businesses afloat. I, I think it was nearsighted in the sense that it didn't uh, limit or account for the businesses that had to eliminate their staff and make them a priority. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, we, we had already had to eliminate 60% of our staff, um, you know, within the first week or two. Um, and, the intention of the program would be for, I would imagine, a, a business like mine to hire back our staff and to support the funding to do that, um, where I think some of it kind of got lost. Um, and, you know, the program was set up this way. It wasn't by any type of uh, ill intention, but um, I think where a lot of it got lost is was put with companies um, who could maybe weather the storm or could weather it better and hadn't laid anyone off yet and use it as a way to subsidize during yep. a slower time. Um, and I think that's where the overall program missed its objective a little bit, but, um, you know, it, it, it had to be done overnight. Right. So there's, you're going to find faults with, with everything, but, um, we'll see what happens, uh, with the next round of it. Yeah. It's a little, yeah, it's weird because, it was to try to help people keep their jobs, but of course, everybody already had to be furloughed before it even got done, even though it was done quickly. And then you got to right. use the money within two months of getting it. But then, a lot of places, you know, if you're not essential and you're a place that's not doing takeout or delivery for whatever reason right now, or even if you are, you know, you you're on a skeleton crew, and then you got to use this money within two months. On st- it's just, yeah, right. it's it's t- hopefully this stuff will keep changing, and uh, we you know we just got to make the best with whatever the situation is. Um, so, and, you know, like you said, I mean, they already ran out of funding. There's more coming. Maybe some adjustments will be made to, you know, your ability to deploy uh, that money in terms of the timing and how long you can do yeah. it for and, and so forth. You got to hope so. But um, what are some 
I mean, are there silver linings from all this? Like, do you, you know, this sucks. Okay, sure, it does. Yeah. But what's positive that may come out of this? Do you think for your for your business? Yeah, and you know, one of my favorite quotes is from the not so eloquent, or perhaps sometimes eloquent, Mike Tyson, and he said mm. at one point, "Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth." Yep, and I think it is so apt for this situation now, right? Um, everyone has this business model and this is how they think it should work and will work. Right. And right away, I, as this was going down, I thought I need a, I need a business plan that works for three months, not three weeks. Um, and I feel like a lot of people, um, you know, and I have no evidence of this, but I just get some type of sentiment that a lot of people went for the three week plan. Um, which I felt like was a little fool's gold in the sense that um, you're going to get a tremendous amount of support in the first week or two, right? People buying gift cards or, you know, trying to spend money and make sure they're spending local. Right. And, and then you see that start to fall off, right? Yep. Um, because people hadn't missed paychecks yet. And once paychecks are missed, then, you know, people can't afford to get delivery or curbside or all this stuff every day. Um, so I think that's where um, we made an immediate shift and tried to figure out where, how can we uh, assist uh, or sustain this business on for the next three months, not the next three weeks, because that's where I still think this will ultimately end up, if not longer, right? Um, yeah. And so the silver linings were um, that Jeff was able to develop a fantastic grab-and-go frozen food uh, program overnight. Um, you know, we did these meal kits, Will, that have sold like crazy. I thought about it. So we do like a burger meal kit, a uh, taco meal kit, a uh, uh, like mob meal kit. This is like take-and-bake kind of thing? <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. You, we basically cut up all the veggies. All you have to do is put the burgers on the grill and put a cheese on it. That's it. <laughs> and I, uh, I had one of my friends be like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Why would I come pay you? You know, why would I pay you to, you know, walk out of there, um, to, to, you know, for this burger kits. So you get four burgers, a side, our house made sides of like Greek pasta salad, potato salad. You get to pick out four bags of chips. Um, and you get a choice of two cheeses. And his wife was sitting right there and she goes, you're the idiot. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard because I am so sick of cooking. That yeah. the fact that I can walk into a place, my dinner is done, my kids don't fight over the bag of chips we get because we get four of them. <laughs> she was like, this is brilliant. And so it, it was funny just to see those two different takes on it from within the same family, right? Within the, the yep. same household. Um, and I think we've kind of switched and seen people want simplicity. They want, they want you to make their life as easy as possible during this time. And we've done that through kind of walking in and basically handing you dinner. You just need to cook one thing or, uh, we've shifted and, uh, offered delivery. Um, and I've done over half of those, uh, deliveries. And it, I now know why people want to be delivery guys because everyone loves the delivery guy to knock on their door. Right. That's <laughs> awesome. When we're bringing alcohol to you. Uh, and so, 
that's been um, that's been really funny to kind of see the reactions to that. And, and, the, and the real silver lining is we have been <clears throat> shifting and transitioning to a new menu for the store. Uh, and this has really given us an opportunity to kind of uh, prepare for that, be ready to switch that over. We've just redone our entire website. It gave me time to pause and focus on that and get, get us to the finish line on that. Um, so there have been some things that have allowed us in the back office to really uh, fine tune some things as a business so that when the lights go back on and everyone's ready to roll, we're in a really good position moving forward. And, and the other thing I'll say about making those adjustments, Will, is anytime there's change, there's gonna be, people will be adverse to it, right? Um, and it's, it's a great opportunity for businesses to say, hey, during this downtime, we decided we need to run our business more efficiently. These are the reasons our business changed. And it, and it allows you, to, you and your customers to have a, a much better understanding of those changes, you know, as opposed to if you just did this in the middle of rolling along and said, this is, this changed and this is, this is it. Then I feel like you'd get a much uh, bigger kickback if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I think that you're right. And I think that this is almost a precedent that is set for now and for the future because people can relate to this now. Like, Hey, right. you know, we, we have to run this, you know, we have to be more conservative. We have to save more. We have to have a longer term. I mean, you know, we have to yep. be, when people before it was like, who was like, I've got a buddy who, uh, he's, he's a, you know, one of these quote preppers, like he's been a prepper for yeah. a long time and we always laugh at him. And now he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, exactly. exactly. Now how crazy is, now how crazy is my storage unit full of dry food and stuff like and cat, right. like not so crazy. So now it, it kind of levels the playing field for that kind of stuff. But, um, well, the meal kits is great. And I do, I, I get both sides of it. I get some, I get like, I'm sitting there thinking like, dude, we can get this at the store. My wife would be like, no man. Like, what are you talking about? First of all, even just going to the store and getting all that exactly. stuff puts us at risk and then we're having it delivered. And then why bother? With, you know, you, I totally agree with that. Anything you can do to make things easy for people right now. And you just, you take this, you throw it. I love that, man. I think that's really smart. And, uh, Way to be nimble, man. That's one of the great things about small business that I love so much is the ability to be nimble, agile, act quick, change on a dime. There's somebody ordering some takeout kits right there. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it's a great thing. I'm glad that y'all been able to do that. I hate that you've had to, you know, have 60% of the staff go, but I hope that uh, those folks, you know, Hopefully, as, as people, you know, I'm sure some won't be able to come back, and that's part of what you're doing is, is, is you know, restructuring the business model. But um, ha have you been hearing from folks? Like, are, how are staff doing, you know, folks that have uh, you've had to let go of, or, you know, some that you may be bringing back? Are people doing yep. okay, just like with mental health and things like that? I think, uh, in general, uh, people are... I don't know. I, I would hate to paint a broad brush here, but I, I think people are doing okay, right? There is um, there is some support um, with um, you know what's going on with the current unemployment program, um, but obviously that will not last forever. Um, and I think you know one of the things we did um, you know with our staff, anyone who got furloughed, you got a basically a store credit to bring them. Uh, you know, frozen meals that we provide. So, you know, you could stock your freezer as a way to just try to help out. And, you know, um, you know, from my perspective, those were some of the 
hardest conversations and the hardest decisions that I've you know made um, as a business owner. Right? You would never, you would never imagine in running a business that one day someone say, "Hey, you, you're going to need to wake up and let go." Of, you know, 60 to 70% of your staff. Um, and for no reason, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, for no reason of, it is simply an economic reason. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's, um, it's extremely challenging. But I, I think for now, um, the sentiment I get from, you know, customers is, you know, there's certainly uh, some people that are obviously having a hard time with it. Others I think are doing okay, but, um, you know, obviously, the longer this drags out, the harder that's going to that's going to be on everyone. So, um, I think that's the big unknown right now, right? Are you um in all three of your location? Are y'all under lease with each of those, or do you, do you own any of your property? No, we are all leased. Uh, all leased. our properties. Okay. All right. Um, how have those conversations been? <laughs> <laughs> um, I. Uh, I think I would speak in generalities here. I, I think course. there's an overall misconception um, that from the landlord side of things that um, they should somehow be made whole in a global economic depression. Um, and I think that's unrealistic. Um, I think it's, it's something that, um, you know, the, the, one of the ways I looked at it is, um, okay, I am not, I don't want to set myself up to have to pay my rent back over the next five years, right? Um, you know, because it's, for me, it's not, it, it's, it's a really hard thing to work to make sure <laughs> that the person that owns my building gets every penny um, that's there. And so, yeah, I, I, I've, I think, um, you know, people will um, eventually settle on some middle ground that's reasonable for everyone, right? I mean, everyone, I, I as a business owner, am already taking my medicine um, right. on, on a monthly basis at this point. And the idea that a portion of that should be passed along to someone else is a little last nine. So, um I think um, that's happening, um, but you know, it's it'll be really interesting to see how we emerge out of this, right? I mean, April was uh, you know it was not pretty for real estate. May will be an absolute bloodbath um, because no one, you know, the people who scraped it together to pay for April, uh, they're not going to be able to pay for May, right? Yeah, um, yep. and I, I'm talking about a lot of people who weren't you know, who aren't in business at all. So I think that's where it will get really, um, it will get really challenging for everyone. Uh, and that's where I don't think some of this has, um, really fully impacted our economy yet. And I think that will, that will come in the next two weeks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the hard part of this, I think w what you were referencing is it's, it's easy to say, Hey, we're all in this together, but, the less you're impacted by it, the easier it is to just kind of say that and move on. But once you start realizing like, holy crap, this is personally impacting me significantly. Right. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's just hard to come to terms with that. So I think there's probably a lot of um, landlords out there that 
you know, it's just a denial process at first. I think like, well, I, you know, I need to be made whole, but it, it is not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not. And the, the thing is, you can't be myopic with this, I would think. I mean, I don't, I don't own any property, so I can't speak from experience. But boy, if I did, I can't imagine not wanting to be flexible because what's your alternative? <laughs> You're not going to be able to fill those spots right now. I mean, you can have an empty spot with nothing coming in and, you know, I know you got a, a mortgage to pay, but then that's where the bank's going to have to have an adjustment. And, and then the, then ultimately it's like, okay, well, this institutional investor that has an investment in here for retire. I mean, it's just, dude, it is like, I mean, the second, third, fourth order effects from this stuff are massive. Uh, oh, yeah. So you're right. It's 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 really hasn't borne itself out barely at all yet, unfortunately. So it's going to be interesting. I uh, I mean, at the end of the day, well, every investment entails risk, and yep. <laughs> that is the easiest way. There's no reason that an investment in personal real estate or commercial real estate does not have risk, and this is risk that may perhaps unforeseen, but. Uh, you know, it's not something that you should be completely immune to. It's if we're already taking our medicine on it from a business operation side, I, you know, it is not going to be, and I have to let go of 60% of my staff. It is not going to be my tip top priority to make sure every last penny of that is paid. Yeah. And yeah. At the end of the day, if people want to, you know, I'm not saying me personally, but you know, if, if it goes all the way to where it needs to go to and you're standing in front of a judge <laughs> right and you got a landlord there you're going to you're going to have a hell of a leg up on on the person on the other side so yeah i totally agree with you i totally agree well look it's a uh, this is a black swan and and um uh, it's not part of anybody's model most likely or nope. most people uh, it's it's not something you would have planned for um, and it will hopefully elevate that concept of you need to plan for what you can't plan for. So, you know, sure. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to have a lot more personal and business savings. I mean, there's a lot of leverage out there um, and uh, consumer leverage and corporate leverage. And hopefully that will, will change because, you know, you, you need some, you need some margin <laughs> for something yeah, that you can't plan absolutely. for. Um, well, look, man, dude, I, um, Maybe I'll try to get by there sometime. I mean, we're kind of like, we, we don't, we're barely going out at all. My wife's high risk, so we're like super careful. Um, but I'm uh, also extraordinarily stir crazy. I'd love to come by <laughs> at least throw my mask on and come stand six hey, feet from got, you and have got, a beer. One. Too, so you, you got third side? We can, we okay. can hook you up from, uh, from your car. Well, I may do that. Actually, maybe because I do need to get some more beer. I just we've been doing like the Publix uh, app, you know, which is really cool. Publix has done a great job. I'll hand it to them with um, delivery and uh, all that kind of stuff. But yep. the um, yeah, but I just been getting Yingling. I want some like good local beers. I need to come. Yeah, I'll do that, man. I'll, I'll call you. We'll get something set up. I'd love to come uh, swing by there. Let's do it. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely drinking a lot more beer than I normally do. That is for damn sure. <laughs> you, you are not alone in that fact, right? I mean, I think it's, uh, 
funeral homes and uh, liquor stores are the recession-proof businesses. Um, so, well, uh, you and I talked about that one time, recession-proof yeah. businesses. So, they, yeah, liquor stores. I can't believe they want the ABC board won't let anybody uh, sell liquor to go right now. Though that's so silly. We're like I the know. only state I've come across, Grant. I mean, literally, I'm talking to owners in all these different states, and just out of personal curiosity, I'm asking if they're allowed to do that. Everybody but North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, Florida, Colorado, California. I mean, it's just like, what are we thinking, man? Come on. I mean, can't you loosen up for a couple of months like this to help some restaurants, you know, create a little additional revenue and generate some more tax revenue, by the way? But anyway. Yeah, right. Kind of weird. Um, well, man, I appreciate the time a lot. I can't wait to... Uh, um, at least, you know, maybe get come come get some uh, to go, and then I definitely can't wait to bring my laptop back down there and work sometime, which I do every couple of months. So um, appreciate the time very much, man, and good luck. And if, if you need anything, you know where I'm at. Awesome. Thank you, Will. All Take right, care. Man. Have a good one, Graham. See you.